This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese this morning. Good morning, gang. Thanks for having me back. I love getting to fill in when Stephanie Hansen is off enjoying some wonderful tropical vacation. Yes, for two freaking weeks. It's unreal. She's living the dream life. She's living the life that we all wish we had. I'm just, although, and I know that I'm only on the cusp of this, you guys. It's just everybody's vacation photos of their toes on the beach. I want to kill you all. I I just want you to know I plan to boil all those photos. I went to California last weekend. And we had a full day of pouring rain, pouring, <laughs> pouring rain. And I laugh at your vacation. I know. And it was like, oh, gosh, I don't know, between like 45 and 65. I will say it felt amazing because yeah. like 65 oh. and I was able to put my feet in the grass. Yes. It w- that was really lovely. But at the same time, I'm like, of course, I travel all the way here and then it pours and I rains. I know. I did tell Hanson. She said, hey, coming home Sunday night. And I texted her. I was like, by the way, I'm hoping your flight is later in the (laughs) afternoon to evening time because you might not be coming back. This is kind of one of those weekends. You're going to have to play it by ear. A lot of things have already been canceled for tonight. Did Lollapalooza get canceled today? In the the Lucky Palooza? Oh, I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll have to check on that. Well, I do know that as of this week, they were saying, regardless, it's going to go on. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, a lot of it was in the bars. I mean, they did have a lot of fun stuff on the actual street with live music. This is a, a sort of. St. Patrick's Day kickoff in in off West Seventh in St. Paul, Lucky yeah. Palooza, and I think that they were just trying to knuckle through. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll look it up and they find did, out. You know, because it was supposed to start at two and go till like midnight. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, we could be getting eight inches. Um, can I? We're going to talk about the weather in a little bit because we want to also talk about some dining deals because some of the restaurants are throwing up some good stuff because it has been tough on them. Tough on restaurants, tough on small businesses. Yes. I was just talking with Lori Kroll at Golden Fig yes. who owns her specialty food shop and she was like, we got like, oh my gosh, because places that really rely on you zipping up, parking on the street, number one, because oh it's my impossible God, right? to park anywhere yeah. on the street and then walking in are really struggling. Uh-huh. I mean, they're just struggling. And I was like, Lori, hang in there. It's going to turn and it's going to be a flood. Yeah. I know. And then that's, I have a friend who's, you know, in the, um, the nursery business, the gardening yes. business. And, uh, they were saying a couple that I know they were saying, um, she was telling me that she, you know, last year was horrible because it was like snow until April. Remember? Yeah. Yep. And it was just like that season was, they had to like send, they had to stop orders and everything yeah. else. And then when it finally came, it was just this massive craziness and so they're hoping it's not going to be like that this year but everyone's wondering about the flooding too i think i'm going to start some start some seeds this week you are going to start seeds yeah i think i've got a little rack in my basement i have some space now since i moved and so i've got um and i have a grow light and i'm just gonna you're gonna do it i'm gonna do it i think my littles will think it's really fun I think so too. And I don't even have a garden yet. At yeah, my new you're house. right. You don't even have one. So if I just start seeds, then I'm going to say to my husband, you better get out the two by fours and start building some raised beds <laughs> out there, sir. This may be a plan. Listen, this may if be we're a- going to live off the land, you better make it happen. That's right. This may be a little, let's call it coaching. <laughs> let's call it coaching. He'll do, I think he's still in recovery mode after building me a new chicken coop, but we'll get him going again. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm still covering that. We have to have chats about that later in the year. Um, okay. 
I have to tell you, I did see Captain Marvel last night. Did you? I, Brie Larson. I know. I, you guys, I loved it. I'm going to tell you this. It's not a typical Marvel movie. There's, It is a story. It's a lot more background and build up. And I think it is like the women's will love it. I don't know about like all my teenage boys loved it. They were all in and they it was and it was I loved it. But I'm just saying I, I can see where some of the reviews are like, well, this isn't the greatest superhero, you know, female superhero movie. And I'm like, guys, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Carol Danvers is the hero we need. That's great. And she's flawed and she's intense and she's, you know, kind of snarky. Yeah. I love her. I love her. I love it. And for you guys to know that soundtrack, if you're at all like a 90s, had any sort of 90s girl lifestyle. Did. Oh my God. Every time a song came on, I was like, what? (laughs) And I looked down at the kids and the guys are like, what? No idea. No idea. No idea. Although Jake, you know, he's got some playlist, you know, stuff going on. So like, I'll just tell you like Waterfall came on and I'm like, Waterfall. (laughs) And Jake's like, yeah, settle down. But I wanted to tell you that because I do have, uh, the funny thing is Jake and I, started a playlist. I'm like, let's get a playlist together while I was cooking pasta. Great. And I was like, let's get a pasta playlist. And he's like, well, how about just a cooking playlist? Cause you always ask me to make you playlists. And I was like, sure, let's do that. So we started a playlist to make while we're cooking. That's so fun. We're up to 188 songs. Whoa. So we're not done. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish that this weekend. I mean, he has like, he has one playlist called sophomore surge that I think it goes on for like 36 hours. So this one is, are you going to post it? Yeah. So okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to share it. It's on Spotify. A fabulous. So what I'll do is I'll share it. You can then follow it. Yeah. And then it can just be like, and this is literally, you can just click on it when you're cooking and it'll just go. And it is everything from 80s to like 70s funk to like super like 90s hip hop. And like, it's the Blues Brothers. It's, but it's also... It's crazy. This might make me get Spotify. I know. And it's, but it's all up because like when I'm cooking, I want to be a singing yeah. and I want to be dancing around the kitchen. And you want to have some sort of glass of wine or something. Exactly. So I'm with you, sister. With that idea though, on the Facebook page today, the question we have of the day is what is a song, a group or an album that you love to cook by? Great. So then hopefully people will throw that in and we'll see if we can get that on the list. And then I'm going to post and then I'm going to make the list public by next week. Okay. That's really fun. I like to listen to Coldplay a lot when I cook. I do. T- you know it can get like a little bit downer, but there's there's enough fun stuff and and some John Mayer. I think yes. is fun when I'm cooking. Yes, I totally had. Uh, we were going through, and I'm like, well, I need two Bon Jovi, <laughs> and then I know for sure there's got to be some Squeeze on there. You yes. know, like all the things, and then I have Pink is like you know when everything everything. So you got to have her on there and Lizzo, and so it is a little female centric. It is a little female heavy because that's you it's know the year of the woman. It's the anthem, but that kind of goes along with my Carol Danvers thing and her playlist. I just put all of the stuff on her soundtrack. I just threw that right on the list. So there's that. Fabulous. So where did you eat this week? You had said that you had finally gotten to Non Bistro. Finally went to Non Bistro. I went there a couple of weeks ago and you have brought food from Non Bistro into Twin Cities Live many times. Mm -hmm. It's right on University. Um, It's in Frogtown. And I was like, why have I not been here? Yeah. And Jay and I had a babysitter and a free night and we're kind of trying to do some alter. We do a lot of discussion about restaurants and then sometimes that leads to us just going to the same places. Yeah. So I was, I said, okay, what if we just have autonomy here? Like I'm going to choose tonight. <laughs> Let's start with me. <laughs> which is <laughs> me a great first. way to work on your relationship. Yep. Let's start with me and then you can pick the next one and we can just kind of volley back and forth and choose. But we went to non bistro and um, it's, 
a French Vietnamese bistro. It is a, a magical wonderland when you walk in and I just absolutely loved it. We yeah. loved everything. I had the ramen and it was fab- fabulous. The Vietnamese egg rolls were the best egg rolls I've ever had in my life. I, they are they are kind of legend because they're crisp. Yes. Yes. They're really I don't crisp. Know what they do with that? There's like, nothing why? mushy about them and they're like light at two and it's just the perfect size, the perfect everything. And then I had an egg roll at another place the other day and it was such a disappointment. It was so sad compared because to that. Because it can be, this is the thing. Like if you pay attention, that's the difference. Like sure, you can wrap up an egg roll, fry it, throw things and like people will just snack on it. And it's you'll like, eat it because you kind of think this is an egg roll. Yeah. But then you get one who's someone who does it the really, really good way. Yes. And then it kind of changes you forever. I know. It really does. Yeah. It was just absolutely fabulous. I will also want to say the cocktails were outstanding. And that is, I mean, that's a recent addition within the last, I'd say three years yes we had never um i mean we had never been there and i'm kind of into this idea of not doing um wine at dinner anymore because i feel like i'm paying a premium for a glass of wine that i could have at home and guess what i always do at home open a bottle of wine guess what i never do at home mix up some amazing cocktail cocktail. i know and i'm gonna pay 12 dollars for something or 12 dollars for something why am i not paying for something that i wouldn't have at home that's smart i never thought of it like this is like my new cocktail revelation stuff you're right. Why Why are you ordering something at a bar that a bartender is just pouring into a glass over ice that you can do at home? Yeah. You should be ordering things that like take that, is that a creative, imagination yes. and take ingredients yeah, and take effort true. that you wouldn't otherwise make at home. So anyway, it was really, really delicious. I recommend that you go there. It is worth it. And they've got this Wednesday night date night deal. This is going to be the next thing because our tab ended up being... It was well over a hundred bucks. I mean, it was probably one hundred and twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you add in a babysitter. Listen, these are expensive date nights, sister. Right. Um, but Wednesday nights they've got. I think it's two entrees, a dessert, and a bottle of wine for forty bucks. Whoa! Wait. Same ding, again. ding ding. Yeah. Two entrees, a dessert, and a bottle of wine for forty bucks. Yeah. That's a fabulous deal. That's nuts. That's nuts. It's nuts. A bottle of wine in that mix. Yes, they have a sign up. Yeah. They Ask have, the police. <laughs> I read it. The they date might take think, it down after I talk. I know about it, you but need listen, to like. There. <laughs> you need to like. It's the thing is you have to get your mind around this Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday dining. Not you. I'm saying the general public. You need to say that to me too. I'm going to get a standing babysitter on I think Tuesdays. Do, yeah, do it. We have friends who have a standing babysitter on Thursdays, and there are so many good date nights. Yeah. On like Tuesday, Wednesday, oh God, that yes. I can get a cheaper babysitter during the week for just yep. a few hours, and a um, and then a cheaper dinner, and it will cut my date night expenses to a third. Yeah. And if you think about it, date like on on Mondays and Tuesdays, I always feel like you're kind of rested from the weekend. You know what I mean? Like you start your work day and you're like, okay, and it's not as big of a deal to go out. And for me, like Fridays, I am cash. I know, I know. People who go out on Fridays. I mean, I went, we did, uh, you know, we did all you can eat sushi with the teens last night, which yeah. we'll talk about later. And then went to the movie. But by like 11, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go to bed. I, I can't go to even. Bed. I can't even talk to anybody. I don't really make plans on Friday nights. No, I don't. And then Saturday nights, if I can avoid washing my hair, I feel really great about it. No mascara weekends. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to continue our chit chat about dining deals, though. Great. Because there are some great things out there for uh, to kind of boost these lagging winter sales, if you will. Um, And then we have a great show coming up. We have Jametta Raspberry from House of Gristle coming in. And I think Mecca Boss is coming with her. Oh, yay. I know. We have Laurel Elm from Maven coming in later. And then we are going to talk a lot about kind of what to cook in the middle of, I don't know, a snowstorm. Yes, do it. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish.
Welcome back to Weekly Dish. It's Steph March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning, gang. This is pre-snow. Pre-snow. I'm feeling very good. I'm feeling very cozy. I've already made blueberry pancakes so far this morning. I'm planning on chicken wild rice soup this afternoon. And then um, we'll see what happens this evening. There's going to be some homemade pizzas going on tomorrow. Listen, when the snow is a coming on a weekend, I don't screw around, Stephanie March. I don't know what kind of operation you think I'm running, no. but it is uh, called a cook. Again, get her done. So, okay. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the <laughs> cooking aspect of things later because I do want to talk about what you're going to make. In a snowstorm. Yeah. And I do want to talk about, first I want to talk about is some of the things that people are doing, like restaurants, like date nights and everything else, because it has been a really rough winter for I everybody. Know, I mean, I know tough. it's been us and we're complaining about ice dams and we're complaining about where to put the snow. Like, yeah. where do you actually shovel it to anymore? Yeah. I mean, that's a definite thing. And I feel like every time I'm still in the process of teaching my kid to drive. So I'm like, so anyway, you have to inch the car out because of the two sides of the berms and and sort of peek to see if anyone's coming because... You could get wiped out. I get it. It's also, you know, I think it's also like an expendable income situation. Like, I don't know about you, but I had a massive plumbing bill when my pipes froze. I mean, yes. and you know, where does that money come from? Right. That comes from our budgets that we have for going out, right. for enjoying ourselves. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about it a couple more times. Oh, you know what? Instead of going out, we should just stay in because we just had to pay for the plumber. Yeah, or I we just, had to my car extra, slid into another car. That, or my battery died. I had yeah. to get a new battery on my yep. car. I mean, all of these expenses, like extra winter things that we've seen this year because it's been so extreme, I think cuts into the the deal. So it is, um, it's good to know that there are some dining deals out there and hopefully that can help everybody. Everybody, right. So uh, first let me talk about the one, um, the one at uh, Birchwood because this is kind of the idea of what they're doing at Birchwood I think kind of supports this whole thing. Okay, I saw that we were going to be talking about this and I immediately looked it up at like 6 o'clock this morning <laughs> and was trying to decide the level, the level that, that I'm going to do going. because I live right near Birchwood Cafe. It is one of my favorite places. I absolutely love it. I love bringing my kids there. Hey, you are right there. It makes me so happy. Oh yeah, I could almost walk there in, on a nice you day. You will. <laughs> yeah, on a you nice will. day I can. So let me just break it down. What they're doing is something called a community supported restaurant so a csr which is like the csa's that we always talk about it's a play on a csa it is and if you think about it it makes a lot of sense because really what they're saying is they're what they're saying is like during these downtimes instead of us trying to like cobble things together and risk you know and trying to make it meet the numbers and predict things what if we just had this pot of money you know that we could rely on mm-hmm. that could help also pay the farmers who we know we're trying to get there also if when restaurants hurt farmers hurt right you know so they're trying to spread it out as much as they can to support as many people and they're saying and it's so they're asking for a community funded fund but you get everything back like the the return on it is, is a little ridiculous it's fantastic okay so it's if you do the 250 dollar level yep. you get 300 dollars in birchwood gift cards Plus, you get two little um, hits on their soup CSA, yeah. which is a, a quart of soup and a loaf of bread. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, twice. So two quarts of soup, two loaves of bread, plus three hundred dollars in the gift re- cards. Yeah, in the gift cards you from know, the Birchwood. What's really brilliant about this is it's almost like a combination. And I've never heard of anyone else doing this, so I, I don't, don't think know. So. They're, I mean, they're pretty. 
you know, they're definitely forward thinking. Absolutely. Um, what it's almost a play on the holiday thing. Yeah. Where restaurants do like, hey, if you buy a hundred dollars in gift cards, you get twenty five dollars yeah. for yourself to do yeah. as gifts, which we do a lot at the restaurants that we frequent in our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but this is almost an extension of that combined with a CSA mentality. So that one I'm for sure doing, and then I'm deciding if I'm gonna do the second level. Right. The second level is five hundred dollars. You get your six hundred dollar gift cards and four quarts of soup. Yes. I mean, that's kind of insane how awesome that is. With a loaf of bread with each, each thing of soup. soup. I know. I and mean, that loaf of bread alone is like seven bucks. I know. I mean, it's well, and plus it's really good soup. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say like, you know, it's kind of crazy that the, the chicken noodle for winter, carrot dill for summer, coconut turkey, wild rice. Yeah. You know, listen, maple I've never, squash. I've never had anything at Birchwood that I've been like, oh, that was terrible. I, I love it I so much. So the top dollar one, just in case you're feeling the money bucks and you feel like, well, and, and I mean, honestly, if you are a Birchwood regular, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you chuck in a thousand bucks, if you have it, and then you get $1,200 in gift card back and mm-hmm. eight buckets of soup. Wow. I know. It's kind of nuts. So I love that. And by the way, just to let you know, you can also buy into the soup, the soup CSA and just do that for $125. The more CSAs, the better. I just think it's interesting. I love the fact that it is investing and then you get the payback. It's not charity. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like, it's not like you don't know where it's going. But it's a way for them to get an influx of cash and then manage um, it and then manage it and then have people in and have a little bit more of um, a sense of control over what their income is, which is what's so difficult in small businesses. Yeah. And I would say that like, I would definitely trust someone like Birchwood to do this. I'm not saying that like, Hey, if the hot dog shop down the street that just opened said, we're doing this, I probably wouldn't. But I mean, we know Birchwood, we know that they know what they're doing. We know that this is, and they have a long time relationship with the community. Yeah. So I really like this. So that's the Birchwood. Go check them out. Actually today, uh, letting you know that they are from 10 to 1, and they probably still will be doing it today because of the fact that there's no snow yet. Yeah. Um, they're going to be passing out soup samples and talking about the Soup CSA and the CSR program and just answering questions. So if you're feeling like you want to pop down for some pre-soup, some pre-snow souping. How convenient. It's right on I my know. way home. I think I mean, someone might see you there later. <laughs> so that's at the Birchwood. Um, a couple other things that people are doing. Terzo, which is, or Terzo, is uh, in, you know, the Broder's uh, wine bar yeah. that they have over at 54th and Penn. Is that right? I think so. 50th and Penn. Wherever. Yeah, 50th and Penn. Whenever I, I never pay attention to the streets because I'm always going, why don't I live over here? I These know. houses are fabulous. I, it's like a block <laughs> off yours. Well, it's a little bit more than It's that. a little further. A little bit more. Um, but they are doing something uh, that's kind of on a Monday, Tuesday night. And they're doing a the same thing. They're calling it... Prezzo fisso per due. Whoa. I know, which is a fixed price for two. You sound so sexy I know, when you say I get that. Prezzo fisso per due. <laughs> I'm totally Sophia Loren. Um, but it's $45 total, and you get to pick from, you know, you each get a preemie or like a sort of an appetizer. Mm-hmm. You share sort of a, a shareable uh, seconde, you know, like a second dish. Then there's one dish to share, or there's one. Like one um, big entree to share? Yeah. And then there's a, a and then there's a dessert. So and it's 45 bucks, 45 bucks. And they have, and they're also selling, if you want to do wine, they're selling it at cost. That's fantastic. Isn't that amazing? Yep, I think and it's a paired wine. So they got, they pick the ones that are smart. To I gotta go get with my food. standing babysitter. This is great. I know. So you could, so just to give you an idea, like you could choose, like you could get the, uh, smoked whitefish bruschetta. Jay could get the risotto milanese. We like all of it. I know. And then you can share a roasted chicken or whole roasted branzino. Well, we want that. Yeah, exactly. 
I just love that idea too. You know what I mean? Just kind of a shareable thing. It, and it makes it feel more, I mean, beyond date night, it just makes it feel more sort of like intimate. Like you're having a real meal together. Like you're having at home. Like you're cooking at home. I know. My sister just had her wedding a couple weekends ago. Right? And she did, um, just like we did at our wedding, she did family style. So everybody was passing along around big platters of short ribs and big yeah. bowls of roasted zucchini and, sal- and, and you know, big bowls of Caesar salad and pans of lasagna and you were passing it from person to person. Yes. And there is something about passing food and sharing it that creates this magical thing that you cannot get if you're not doing it that way. I, I, I firmly believe this. I kind of love that. That's, it's not that I don't think that eating off of your own plate is there's a place for that and it's great and fun too. But there is something that happens when you're with people, particularly if it's people you don't know that well. Yeah. And you're passing food yeah. that gets the party started. It is 100%. I love that idea. That's really good. I want to hear more about that wedding. Okay. We'll talk on the off thing. <laughs> All right. Surly is doing, this is, I think, is a really funny one, you guys. Surly gives a damn about ice dams. Yes. Surly gives a damn is a thing that they've done. You know, that's their charitable arm and they go do good works and everything else. But they're doing, Surly gives a damn about ice dams. And here's the deal. It's a contest, basically. One, take a photo of your ice dam. I have them. You got, yeah. Do you? Yeah. I don't get up there. Okay. No. Did you hear uh, so many people? You guys have broken their backs from falling Pelvis, off the roof. I just heard a guy yes. I know. Let's just not get on our roofs, don't okay? Get up there. Um, but if you post it on Twitter, tag at Surly Gives a Dam with the hashtag Surly Gives a Dam about ice dams, or post it on you know the Facebook where they have it. The best photo of the worst dam will be selected at random, and the winner receives a hundred and fifty dollar gift card to Surly. Um, and so, cause they said, and because your dining budget is probably going to take a hit yeah. with all the roof rakes you yeah. have to go by. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll also donate $150 on your behalf to Habitat for Humanity. So isn't that nice? That's wonderful. I know. So that's a really good thing. So if you are frustrated by your ice dams, which dang, it's kind of fun to drive around and go, Oh, that guy's got it way worse than I do. I have been doing that yeah. to make myself feel better. Yep. And I do want it to. Uh, be noted that my bathroom sink on my main level officially works again for the first time in like two and a half weeks. Oh, hey. Yeah. Well done. Frozen. Oh, so, God. I yeah. know. That's bad. All right, you guys. Well, those are just some of the things you can uh, expect from local restaurants doing good things to kind of help bring you all. Also, you know, like Certix yesterday, only yesterday, I'm sorry to say, maybe they'll do it again, but they had like, they were selling all American red wine and American whiskey at cost. Oh, wow. Let's just keep that up. Because you needed to stock up. If you didn't, you're SOL. Okay, kids, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Hopefully we have Ms. Jametta Raspberry in House of House of Crystal in the house. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this pre-snowy morning. It's still pretty okay out there, I think. I'm yeah, not, it's I mean, it looks false hope is what's happening. I know. I it's think like maybe that, they were wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm going to uncancel my canceling of my plans. <laughs> Never do that. Just accept the cancellations. Right. Be grateful for the free time. Right. I know. Um, all right. So we are so excited. We have a guest in the studio today. We have Ms. Jametta Raspberry Hi. from Hashtag House of Gristle. Hey. And you're sitting here. And we also have Ms. Mecca Boss on the line. Do you, are you there, Mecca? Good morning. Hi, Hi, Mecca. Good morning. Now, I will say, I did see on the Facebooks that Mecca was dancing last night. Were you with her? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Is that <laughs> why you're here and she's not, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well done, Stop ladies. calling me out. Quit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to do is have these ladies on the radio and talk a little bit about a new project that they're doing. Now, Mecca, we know, has been a writer in town. She's also been a cook, a chef, you know, in many kitchens. And she does so many interesting things and she communicates them out. Twin Cities Live contributor, Mecca Boss, where have you been lately, by the way? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> She's been busy. Yes. But this is one of those <laughs> things that I love the way that you two are sort of approaching 
the food world and cooking and seeing things through different eyes. And I always think that that's one thing that we want to think about in terms of, you know, and women, how we kind of navigate the food world. I mean, just different perspectives are always so fresh. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what you guys are doing. Great. Um, I'll start. Uh, House of Gristle is um, basically a concept that started out with um, the idea of um, the the kind of issues that black people deal with of being discarded and um, through our disparities and things like that. Um, Gristle in itself is something I actually enjoy to eat. Um, <laughs> it's a part of the bone that is crunchy and technically it's... Um, defined as inedible. Um, so like these fatty parts and bone marrow and things like that, I grew up off of that. And there was a level of shame that came with just society and culture, whatever. And um, I actually was proud of it. And, and as I grew up through the industry, I've worked as a chef for 15 years. Um, and I thought, you know, why don't I take this idea of something being inedible and make it something that connects us and brings us to the table. I love that idea. Yeah. And so it, it's actually the part of the bone that connects the bone together with, without it, we wouldn't, we would be mush. And so um, it's kind of a metaphor that um, we're redefining um, uh, food culture and bringing, connecting people back to the table, regardless of who they are, um, what kind of background they are. But um, House of Gristle is, an overall um, concept that luxuriates in the fabric of black culture. And so what we want to do is bring people of color forward, women forward, and um, let them uh, be creative through food, which I know very well. And that's kind of all I know. But I'm Well, tell me a little bit about your history, about like how you navigated, how you got here. Yeah, so um, I... Um, graduated from culinary school. I, you know, worked in various kitchens. I started at La Belle Vie um, as an intern. I worked with Jack Rebel in House of, or sorry, it's Butcher and the Boar mm-hmm. and um, Stephen Brown at Tilia. Anyways, I wanted to take everything, all the techniques and the things that I've learned and um, put that into my own story through food. Um, the food that I grew up with, the food that I desire to connect with, um, through the African diaspora. And um, so with this idea is to bring people to the table, to have a social media presence through imagery, black imagery, um, black chefs, um, what else? Art, um, writing, and that's kind of where I thought Mecca would be perfect as a partner to come in and, and see how can we solve these problems within our industry and, and push them forward. So Mecca, what are the experiences that people can expect from House of Gristle? Like, well, how are, how is this all manifesting itself into something that people in the community can become a part of and experience? Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of experiences and I think uh, there'll be some surprises too. But of course, we're starting with pop-ups. Uh, we'll have our first pop-up on the 14th at Chef Shap Ranch. And we're really excited about that one. Um, we're going to be having uh, a party at Blackstack Brewing that's um, connected with the Final Four. And Justin Sutherland and J.D. Fratsky will be there. Um, there's going to be parties. Um, we are looking at a podcast. And we're not just, you know, we're not just selling food. We're selling, like as Jametta so beautifully put it, we're selling, um, not selling, but we are trying to embrace all of the community so if you, whether you want to call it a, a collective, whether you want to call it a movement, whether you want to call it a brand, 
Um, the idea is that we want people to come together and not be so worried about, there's a lot of egocentrism, I think, in food. And it's yeah. oftentimes yeah. one person or one man, usually one white man, usually presenting some beautiful food um, on a plate. And you're supposed to worship that. And for Jametta and I, it's a lot more about conviviality, about community, about parties, about music, and about coming together and enjoying life. Okay, so that's so, what you can expect from House of Gristle. And, I love And this. delicious food, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. That's a given with you two, right? <laughs> Especially, I mean, I know Mecca. And if I know Mecca, there's going to be some sort of noodle involved somewhere. <laughs> she's going to find the best noodle and she will give it to you. <laughs> there might be some noodles. <laughs> that's how she operates. Jametta, what do you think that we've been missing out on, though, by missing out on voices like yours, particularly black women chefs? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're not represented mm-hmm. properly mm-hmm. we're not hearing your voices mm-hmm. we're not hearing your stories this is your mission is to get that out mm-hmm. there and um and the rest of the community is missing out on what mm-hmm. um a, a, more importantly that black people are not monolithic and so i think we're kind of pushed to um tell the story of soul food um the it start started way before that and and so how did this how did the food travel from africa into the united states in that um, started with our black cooks and, and we've been cooking in the kitchen since the evolution of American cuisine. And so, um, as we globalize, as we, you know, share our spaces with people all across the world, um, you should have, you should be able to tell the story of your neighbor, the food that you, you know, went to as a kid. I had Guyanese neighbors and, um, I'd go and smell curries, oh, you know, when right. I was in elementary school. Yeah. And so I was obsessed with curries and I couldn't get it anywhere. No, you couldn't. <laughs> anywhere, you know, and spice and things like that. And so, you know, I just feel that there's so much of the story of food that we have to tell. There's and so yeah. And so we have to dismantle this like categorizing um, soul food and, and um, you know, American cuisine and, and all these things. We should just come together and more importantly, connecting us and, and through conversations and storytelling. And that overgeneralization of food, though, and particularly, I think, connection of one group of people to one type of food yes, is is so limiting. Mm-hmm. But it's also just such a bummer because then everyone misses out on just like those unique flavors mm-hmm. and the differences and the nuances and things that you can experience from different places. Because even that idea of what is American food? It's just like to say, what kind of restaurant is its American restaurant? Well, what, what is that even? Mm-hmm. I know, right? Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. tough one. And that's, you know, we struggle with that being in the media and the print media and trying to figure out how to say things and how to convey the story, you know, in a broad sense, but without losing some of that detail. And this is what I love about you guys is like that you're not doing a restaurant. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds strange to say, but the fact that you're being fluid and creative like that mm-hmm. and, and willing to take different avenues and different pathways, I think that is actually the best possible way to tell this story mm-hmm. because it really does connect on with the roots of people and well, like in their experience. I know. And I think it's also giving people this idea that the way to present food to people and to give them that experience isn't always in a restaurant because right. I mean, if you know, particularly I think for mothers, it's like that idea of how am I going to work in a restaurant if I have kids and I'm trying to make it to a baseball game? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are like real Thoughts that push women out of restaurants consistently. Mm-hmm. Did that happen to you, Jametta? Absolutely. Um, or I, I raised two kids there um, on their way to college now no. through, in, in the <laughs> restaurant industry the entire time. So it can be done. Yeah. Um, the problem is the industry is uh, is dealing with a lot of problems right now. And so I think what we have to do is stop and, and start answering these questions. Um, 
how much should uh, workers be paid? Should they have benefits? Um, things like that. And until then, until those kind of problems are solved, I don't think it's fair for me to um, get behind a restaurant concept because they're just struggling so much, um, if I can say that. Um, and I think that we need to come together and, and start serving the community and in the right way in the right way with integrity and well and I think with your perspective and Mecca's perspectives and the way that you guys have been in the industry and outside of the industry at the same time I think that that is those are the voices that need to be amplified because mm-hmm. you guys have things to say that are not on the traditional and people need to be challenged yeah Mecca how can we follow you how can we follow House of Gristle where do we find you guys to make sure that we're up to date well of course we're on the gram of course we're on the Facebook and um, just come to the pop-ups too and see what we're all about and come say hi to us and Come and have fun with us. That's how you should follow us. Do you guys want to give a quick plug for Eat for Equity at all? or You go ahead, Mecca. Samantha and I both work at Eat for Equity, which is um, the only uh, benefit corp catering company in the Twin Cities. Uh, I handle the communications, and I also throw in in the kitchen. Jamet is the executive chef. And please, uh, if you have catering needs, order from Eat for Equity. It's a great organization. You can follow Eat for Equity uh, on the Gram and on Facebook as well. The Gram. Good. Okay, Love we're going to post links up to everybody so that they can all check in with you guys and hopefully we can get that pop-up just jamming is what I'm thinking. Sweet. Thanks, all right, friend. ladies, thank you so much. Stay warm. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Letting you know, this is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you want to give us a call, we are at 651 641 1071 and you can send us a little note that is uh about anything you want you can you know you can ask us questions you can make comments you can tell us your favorite playlist song personal problems you want to talk right. about right we're here for you fashion <laughs> choices ice dam removal i have tips <laughs> techniques 651-641-1071 wanted to tell you too we were talking about lucky palooza at the beginning of the show if it is going on today despite the um, epic snowstorm that is predicted just an hour ago visit st paul posted on facebook for those inquiring about the status of the event we are still on no I plans to cancel any part of lucky palooza be safe and smart in planning your transportation for the day and metro transit is offering free rides to lucky palooza by the way so. i love it i love it says it feels like christmas morning just a little more green yeah, there you I go. Dig it. St. Paul I doesn't mess around when it comes to St. Patty's Day. It. Yes. Gosh, that's so good. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I hopefully, you know, again, it's like, you know, I'm not, I mean, I am a big cozy human. And so that's why I'm like, what are you going to make and how are you going to stay in and all the rest? But I am also about if you have plans for fun, go have that fun. Yeah. Because I am, I'm on the verge of being a little bit tired of my couch. Man. A little bit. A little bit. It's, it's been, um, I think the struggle with this winter has just been that there is so um, there's so much disruption and we're used to cold and we're used to snow. But when it comes at this sort of extreme level, when it disrupts so much of your life, I mean, I haven't had a normal week at all of like not having something go wrong. I know. (laughs) Go terribly wrong. I know. I know. And I've had friends who have like slid into other cars and, you know, and I mean, just like things that you're just like, I can't, I don't have time for this this week, but it happens. (laughs) It does. It does (laughs) happen. It completely happens. Okay. Where else have you been eating that you've been loving lately? Um, okay. So I just was thinking, well, I I do want to call out. Oh, good. Uh, the, no, no, 651-641-1071. I do want to call out uh, the pop-up that, uh, Jametta is on her way to. If you haven't been to uh, the Market House Collaborative on a Saturday morning, uh, the St. Paul Farmer's Market is inside, so you don't have to worry about being outside. Yep. And then they have 
chefs who have been popping up, and we've talked a little bit about this. El Norte Kitchen is one of my favorites that has already popped up there. But they are um, the people, the guy who's Trey Dante Hard, Hardy is cooking today. He's got an Ophelia pop up. Ooh, fun. I know. And so he is like, I, you know, he's a chef around town who's kind of, I'm not, he was at uh, Jones in the Park for a while. Um, and I'm not quite sure if he's, I don't think he's there anymore, but um, he's doing this pop up. And I, I'm not 100% sure where. Um, I know that he's doing a lot of fun stuff, but it's kind of soul food, but kind of, uh, shoot, I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull it up as I'm talking, which okay, is good. the worst part about me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this is the thing is I think I'm talking to you about actual information and I'm actually not saying anything. So I apologize <laughs> for that. talking while you're Googling. God. This pop-up concept is so fun though. All these different places where it's, um, there, I feel like there are, is a lot more infrastructure available for chefs and people who have projects to just come in and, do something a little bit different. Well, and I think that we have to break down the idea of how, I mean, we all, this is a big challenge for, you know, the media because we rep, we try to represent their true dining scene. And that's why when we did the MSP 50, we always do, you know, it's not about, you know, somebody was like, well, these aren't the places that I would take someone when I, if I brought them from New York. And I'm like, that's not, I don't care about the guy from New York. He's not here don't. every day. Yeah. We're here every day. Yeah. I want to know where I can go for a dive bar experience. And that, when I want a dive bar, I just want to know what's the best dive bar. Mm-hmm. Like when I want to have a burger, I want to know what the best burger is. And so. That's a tough one though, because there's so many good ones. Well, I can't even talk Choosing about the best that. is really getting it to is. be a challenge. It is. But so that's why we do 50 of things. And so we included Union uh, Kitchen, this is the first year that we actually have a non-restaurant. It's cool. a pop-up. Yeah. So we thought this is the way that people are eating, and it's not a fad. It's a real thing. So let's do it. Hey, we do have a phone call. We have Megan on the line. Hey, Megan, what's going on? Hey, I just wanted to call in and commiserate Elizabeth with the um, frozen pipe situation. Oh. Yeah. I live in a house that was built in 1888, oh, and honey. you know, color vortex week. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't use my uh, shower, my laundry sink, or my washer. Yeah. So. Because apparently in 1888, they didn't have a polar vortex. Listen, sister, I'm right there with you. <laughs> my house was built yes. in 1918. I had no kitchen sink or bathroom sink, and then we got it fixed, and then the bathroom sink froze again, and I was just like, don't care. I'll use a different bathroom. Yeah. 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 I mean, thankfully, I didn't have any anything burst or anything. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. I was in the but, same boat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hang in there. Thank you for hanging out with us. Oh my God. That's, I love it. I know. I I mean, I for real have uh, some issues with uh, the ice dams. I did have some dripping during the melting and that scared me, but mm-hmm. I'm okay now. Okay. I'm coming nervous. back to Ophelia because I need to tell you Great. that they have creamed. He's got creamed roasted chicken with uh, coarse ground cheddar grits, avocado fried egg and black truffle. Hello. Yes. Hello. I always want grits. I always want grits. Oh, you missed it last week. Molly talked all about grits. Did she? Yes. It was really good. Oh, great. He also has sweet potato hash with poached egg, charred spring onions, poblano, burr blanc. Um, I always yes. want burr blanc. I always want burr blanc. <laughs> Dang it, you guys. It starts at 10 a.m. So it starts in 10 minutes and it goes till 2 p.m. And I think you're going to be safe if you want to, you know, get in on it. And that's down at the Market House Collaborative, Tredante Ophelia pop-up at Octofish Bar. Kind of the same thing. Um, okay. This is a question that I have for you, though. What um, are you, have you gone to any of the... Uh, farmer's market. You were just talking about flour. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you about. You were saying that the bread, the Bakersfield flour is your favorite flour. I'm right a big now. fan of Bakersfield. I, it, that's definitely no secret. They make me very, very happy. They're milling the grains right in uh, Minneapolis on their stone mill. That is so, so cool. Yes. And um, 
they make fabulous breads. They're now available in more places than ever. So Golden Fig carries them, Seward Co-op, um, The Wedge. I mean, there's lots of co-ops. I'd check your co-op yeah. first. Um, but there, you can also buy fresh flour from them, which is so incredible because they are bakers, but they want everybody else to be baking. And the difference between fresh flour and old flour, I hate to say it's, old, but that's kind of what it's the situation is. is. When it's like fresh milled and has a date. Yeah. Do you ever see like a, a sell by date on your flour? Yeah, I mean, no. it's a long time. It's like a an expiration date where the fresh flour that I just bought said three, six on it. Yeah. And I've been using it. I do store it in my freezer. So just to let you know, because it's all, they leave a lot of the bran and the whole part of the grain in the flour. I'm loving the bread flour. And if you want to know more about baking with it, like you can do the artisan bread in five minutes a day, Zoe Francois um, and Jeff's whole method. You can do that with Bakersfield and use their flour too. Hey, we do have Sally on the line and Sally, I'm going to say, why don't you hold and we'll take you at the top of the second hour because we're going to take a quick break, but we are going to come back and we're going to talk to Sally and we're going to talk uh, about a whole bunch of other great stuff happening in the Twin Cities because we got another hour coming, you guys. So stay tuned. This is the Weekly Dish.